Hi, my name is Troy Mangum, and I'm the creator of the Kindling Fire podcast. I want to tell you about a new book that I've written called Fatherhood Face Plants, How to Get Up After You Fall. I wrote it for imperfect fathers like me, fathers that almost lost everything like me, that God had to intervene and teach how to be a dad to my children like me. There are so many lessons here that I want to pass on to younger dads so you don't have to walk through what I've walked through. Now, I have an amazing family today. I've been married 23 years. I have adult children and teenage children, and that is all because of God. And I put all those lessons into this book. You have shocking stories. You have vulnerable stories. You have funny stories. There's nothing like it, and I want to get this into your hands. Please help me with this Kickstarter campaign by pre-purchasing the book to make it possible. To find out more how to support the Kickstarter campaign, go to kickstarter.com, look up Fatherhood Faceplants, or you can go to at the Kindling Fire, my Instagram page, and the link in the bio is a link to the Fatherhood Faceplants Kickstarter campaign. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Welcome to the Kindling Fire Church, even though it's not a church. But it's just me this week, and I want to uh, share something with you that the Lord has been doing with me. So what it is, is a practice that I do um, at the beginning of every year. So at the beginning of every year, or near the beginning of every year, I start asking the Lord for a theme for the year, a scripture, a word, you know, something. And and the Lord... Uh, Year after year after year has been faithful to give me some something at the beginning of the year, a word, typically, that I am to to believe for and look for in the upcoming year. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about that word for this year and kind of how it started to transform me even as early as, you know, now in February where I'm recording this. And one of the things that I do as a practice to try to see, Lord, is this really you? Is I ask for uh, some kind of, um, of confirmation or some kind of uh, reassurance. And one of the things that I have found that when the Lord wants to, to share a word that he's speaking to me, uh, he'll bring a confirmation of that word. So the year, uh, the, the, the word for 2020 uh, for me is the word focus. And going into uh, uh, last year, going into 2019, you know, I was just, I was just worn out. I, I had uh, between the book and work and family and the podcast and uh, you know things at church and and uh, ice hockey with my son and there's just there's just so much and and I was I was weary. And what ended up happening was uh, I was in a Bible study or a fellowship uh, study with some folks, and we started praying. 
And this lady received uh, a, a prophetic word for me. And I was basically asking them, saying, look, going into 2020, um, I could focus. I mean, I had, I, there are so many things that, I, that are on my priority list. And I'm sinking under the weight of all the things that I have on my mind and what I could spend my energy on and time on. And I just need, I just need the Lord to give me some, like, start saying no to stuff or do something because I can't, I can't live under this. It's just too much. And so one of the ladies in that study got a word from the Lord, did not give it to me, um, just out of, you know, just her own, you know, experience of, of walking with uh, words of knowledge. She just was like, yeah, I just not going to say that. And then she ended up going home and then she parked her car and outside of the, going into her house, the Lord said, you did not tell him. <laughs> and so she ended up calling me or, or contacting my wife or whatever and said, look, I feel like the Lord gave me a word for you. And I, and the word is focus. And immediately, like without even, um, you know, batting an eye or even thinking about it, I was like, oh, the Lord wants me to focus on my book, you know, because that's like front and center for me, right? There's a lot going on. I'm, I'm going to be releasing this book. I've been thinking about it for well over a year now, been working on it almost a year. And and my wife, in her wisdom, was like, "Really? You're not even going to pray about it?" <laughs> and so, so eventually, I got around to praying about it, and I said, "Lord, um, what do you what what is this word? What what do you mean by this word?" And and what I felt the Lord say to me was, um, and I was expecting focus on these tasks. Like, here's the things in front of you. This is the you know, here's the one I'm going to highlight. And this is what I want you to focus on. And what the Lord shared with me is he said, focus on my face. And I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And so, so I didn't really know what to do with that other than, huh, basically that was it. And so then I ended up uh, meeting with a friend of mine who's, uh, uh, by the time the show airs, I'm going to be doing a podcast with him. So you're going to hear about him, hear him soon. A guy named David Gwynn. And I, and I, as I was going to go meet with him, we were going to have lunch. I felt the Lord say, he has something for you. And I was like, okay. You know, it's one of those weird prophetic things. And you're like, okay, great. You know? And so I, I went there, we had a great time. Um, and, and then I, you know, you know, stepped over the awkward line, which I tend to do a lot. And I said, you know, I kind of feel like the Lord said in coming here that you had something for me. And, you know, and he's looking around like, uh, no, <laughs> I really don't have anything for you. And, uh, but I'll pray about it. And then I made it, you know, then it was just like awkward sauce for, you know, the rest of the time. And so, so we ended up leaving and I end up, you know, saying, why do I do these things? You know, it's just so stupid. And I'm driving away and he ends up actually passing me on the highway. And on the back of his car is this big sign that says, focus church. And I'm like, oh, and then I recall sitting across from him. He had a focus t-shirt on and a focus hat on. And it was just like, I ended up calling him up saying, hey, no pressure, bro. I think I got what I needed. Like, I feel like the Lord was telling me, you know, he's confirming this word going into 2020 that the word for me is focus. And so, so that kind of solidified 
okay, this is the word from the Lord for me this year. Um, and then as I began to meditate on it, uh, one of the things that the Lord started bring revelation to me on is that most of the time that I spend praying, reading the Bible, talking to others, talking with my wife, you know, I'm always on this quest for clarity, for direction, uh, some somewhat identity, if you still believe, if you guys believe that. I mean, I, Sometimes the guests that I have mess me up. I'll say it that way because, I mean, I'm always on a journey myself. And so sometimes guests are either walking in something that I'm like, man, I want to walk in that. Or they're bringing revelation of something that's like, wow, that's a highlighted area that I need to do something about or or I want to grow in. And I'd had a couple guests like that uh, in the early part of 2020 that really started to stir me up to, Lord, is there more? For me, uh, am I doing the right thing? You know, with with the type of work I do, or, or or what I'm called to, and all this other stuff. And you know, don't laugh at me, but yes, I still have those questions at my age. And so, um, so what happened was, uh, the Lord started really zoning me in on. I want you to focus on my face because most of the time you're 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 only focused on my hand. You're only looking for answers. You're only looking for for something for me to give you like like clarity or gifts or confirmation, but you're never actually in my presence for the full sake of being in your in my presence. You're never truly focused on me. And it was like it's true story in my life. Like for years all it's been is transactional. God, I need stuff. God, I need stuff. God, I need stuff. And and it's been uh, very dissatisfying, a way to walk with God. And so this is what I ended up doing. So first off, before I tell you what I did and what God has been doing with me lately, uh, I want to highlight something uh, in Psalm 27.8. And it said, this is a great scripture. And it says, David is speaking. And he says, my heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. You know, it's very interesting in this verse that David is not saying, my mind said of you, seek his face. My body said of you, seek his face. You know, my, some other part of my, my soul said of you, seek his face. This said my heart. And I think the, one of the missing elements that I've had in my Christian walk is a heart, a deep, deep rested heart connection to God. Like I am a very, like I got a lot going on. I need a lot of things and and I'm like a flurry of activity. And my heart is usually very restless. Like I I struggle with peace. I struggle with um, fear. I struggle with anxiety. And, And the heart, my heart is like David's. It's saying, seek his face, not his hand, not answers, just his face. And so, so I was like, all right. So then in the process of this, I was so restless in prayer and like, you know, I'm going to have a quiet time. I'm going to read the Bible. My mind's just like, you know, going all over the place. So I ended up uh, coming across uh, Ransom Heart's One Minute Pause app. And if you haven't heard about it, just go to Google Play or Apple um, uh, Apple App Store and look up One Minute Pause. And what it is, is it's basically a, a Christian guided meditation app with music and speaking that is allowing you to 
get to a point of stillness. They have a one minute, five minute, or one a minute, three minute, a five minute, and a ten minute. And so I started, you know, like using the app to try to calm me down as a way to kind of slow me down before I can actually engage in prayer. And what I started to experience was I started to come into God's presence and I and the whole focus of my time there was was worship and stillness and surrender and letting go. Not direction, not I need stuff, um, but a, a, it's like I just got into his presence. And that app really helped me. And, you know, John Eldridge is kind of speaking over it, and eventually I turned his voice off and just listening to music and just kind of just sit in the presence of God. And as I sat in the presence of God, he began to give revelation to me about himself and about, uh, he actually began to give me some direction. So one day I was doing this and I felt like the Lord spoke to me, like I said he would do, like a chapter. And I had asked the Lord, where do you want me to read? And he said, Haggai 1. And so I started to read it and this is what I, what I read. These people say that the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came through Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to live in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? That, now this is what the Lord of hosts says. Consider carefully your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are never get warm. You earn wages only to put them in a bag pierced with holes. This is what the Lord of hosts says. Consider carefully your ways. Go up to the hills, bring down lever, and build the house, so that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You expected much, but behold, it amounted to little. And what you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts, because my house still lies in ruins, while each of you is busy with your own house. And the Lord spoke to me and said, basically, build my house. And, you know, and that's very godlike because it's sort of like, okay, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> it's a mystery. You know, I, I love that scripture that says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and it is the glory of kings to seek it out. Like he really desires for you to seek it out. Like, and so sometimes the Lord speaks in mysterious and esoteric ways, but it's so that we dig. Let's dig in a little bit more. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you mean, Lord? And I can say absolutely that this, this piece right here where it says you expected much, but it, behold, it amounted to little. You know, I can look at my life with an honest view and say, you know what, Lord, this is true about me. You know, in all the things that I do, there is this level of, of it just not quite like satisfaction, right? You know, it's, it's, I'm doing all these activities and the returns on these activities is kind of less than stellar or less than my expect, expectation. And I felt like the Lord was trying to give me a key. And I think it's a key for you guys as well. And that's why I'm sharing it with you. It's a Lord, there's so much in the kingdom of God to do. While we are so busy with our own house, 
our own callings, our own, you know, Enneagram types, our own uh, perspectives, our own growth, our own whatever. It's just all about us, ultimately. Whereas the Lord is saying, build my house, meaning go where it's been neglected and there are lives that are not being touched. There are people that are not being served. There are others outside of your bubble world that would benefit from the kingdom of God through you. And then in doing so, that's where that channel of blessing starts pouring in. Not because you're doing it, but because that's kind of how it's made. You're made to, to be a channel, not just a receiver, but a receiver and a giver and a receiver and a giver. And most of the time we get stuck in this receiving mode and then we wonder why we're always dissatisfied. It's because we're, we're never giving, we're not giving out. And so God reframed this whole book thing for me as instead of it being all about my house, he was saying, no, this is a part of that equation. Now, that was just one part. Now, I serve the, you know, in my church with the children's ministry, and, and there's other things that I'm trying to do by you know, kind of being led of the Lord. And it's, and it's a great joy. Like, it's not a burden. It's, it's great to give. You know, the Bible, Jesus said, given it will be given to you. And, and I think so, much, so many of us walk around so poor because we're not giving it to anybody about anything, hardly at all. And the Lord's like, how can I get, you know, the, the way it works is give and I'll give to you. You will receive more than you need. But if you don't do anything with what you receive, then why do you need more? Like, what are you going to do with it? You're not doing anything with it. You know, I mean, I'm not channeling God's voice and all that, but maybe, you know, so, so, um, you know, so that's, so I wanted to kind of lay that out for you guys as some of the practices. So just, just real quick, seeking God for a word for the year. If you haven't done that, you've never done that, do that. That is an amazing practice. And it becomes, it, it, it lets you kind of look forward to, you know, Lord, what do you have for me in that, with that word or that scripture this year? Uh, get the one minute pause app. That's it's, if you have a struggle, uh, calming down with the Lord, that will really help you. Um, if you want to try the practice of listening prayer and asking God where to read and, and, and I'm saying that is not like hundred percent. I'll do that. And sometimes it's not like, I, you know, that didn't help me. You know, I'm glad I read the Bible, but it wasn't, didn't seem like it was really relevant. And then there's other times when it's just powerful and meaningful to me at the day. Um, and I, I think that's it. Like, I think that's all I wanted to share. Oh, and the other part is, you know, there is great benefit in being in the presence of God, staring at his greatness, calming your spirit down and not asking for a ton of stuff. It's okay to ask, but my, most of my time was, was spent asking and seeking and trying to get stuff. And it's really transitioned this year for me just to be, just be with God. And, and a lot of the things that's concerned me, they just have kind of taken care of themselves or I've not been, I've not been worried about it anymore. And the Lord has been filling me with the satisfaction, with the peace as I continue to focus, not on the things I'm seeking God for answers on, but just seeking God, just being with him and looking at his face and beholding him. And in beholding him, I'm being transformed. Bless you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. 
There you can learn how you can join the Firestarters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at the Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.